You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. She keeps saying that I don't listen to her, and that's partially true because recently I've been so addicted to my phone. I don't, I don't know what it is. Like I just, my focus has been so bad. Like we're at Target today, and uh, I, I picked up my phone because like I got a notification, and I looked at the notification. I was like, oh, cool. Let me, let me open it up. And I opened it up, and then it took me to an article, and I was reading the article as I'm like following behind her. And like in the toiletry aisle and she's like, and then I look up and she's like, so what do you think? I'm like, I I don't know what you said. And then she yelled at me in the the target. Um, Uh, And then we died. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What were were you saying? I was playing that new Monument Valley game (laughs) on my phone. You, you snubbed me. (laughs) I I, I didn't realize we had started. It's totally my (laughs) bad. Everybody, this is Travis. Hey guys, it's Brandon Cruz. <laughs> Brandon Cruz. Uh, welcome to yet another episode of Apathetic Enthusiasm, where the hits keep on coming. Where the hits keep we, on hitting. It's like the NHL. We, we should we should just completely convert this show into like an early morning zoo, you know, radio type thing. Yeah. Uh, we could we could put on like cheesy like I don't know radio voices. And take, welcome take, to take calls from listeners. One hundred three point nine, the fuzz, the fuzz. If you want to contact us, hit us up on facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm show. Uh, I don't even know if that's our Facebook page anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, I, I know our Twitter's at apathusiast, and that our website is apatheticenthusiasm.com. Uh, support our shows uh, with buying a T-shirt on our T Public site which we should have mentioned when we recorded our Rick and Morty podcast, but we didn't. Uh, just for everybody's situational awareness, it is nearly 1 a.m., and uh, we're, we're laying it down. We're yeah. doing a podcast. We're I, making it happen. It's 1 a.m. for Travis. It is 8 o'clock in the evening for me out here in Hawaii. Look, I'm moving to Florida in in like five months, so our our sinking issues will be resolved by then. Uh, I cannot wait, Brandon. I'll also have like a dedicated room where I can put all my podcasting stuff and yeah. keep it there. 
uh, just so many changes on the horizon. Dude, oh uh, my god, I, yeah, I can't tell you how. For those out there listening, how difficult it is to be in Hawaii and schedule anything with anybody in the states because, like, okay, I have I have a seven thirty to four thirty job, which means that I have a small window of time in the afternoons, Monday through Friday, to actually like schedule anything with if I have like a guest or anything for submit for your approval or whatever. And then Travis, like on Sundays when we usually record, it's Saturday night here right now, but on Sundays when we re- usually record, you have church and you have stuff that you do during the day while I'm just waking up, which is the time that we used to record. Yeah, so you'll wake up at like at 5 a.m. on a Sunday for who knows why. <laughs> and you're like, hey, should we record? And I'm like, I'm in the middle of church. Hold on. <laughs> the kids may want to eat lunch later. Like, just... Just, just wait, wait. Uh, yeah, and, and but then, or the other option is like, we wait until it's the evening for me. But then it's sweltering hot in Hawaii in the yeah. garage with no AC. Exactly right. And yeah. so you know, it, you know, let's not talk about our problems anymore. <laughs> well, you know, Jeez. I, no, I no, I'm not done talking about my problems. It extends to like video game playing, right? Because we're going to talk about video games. Because I, I feel like. Unofficially, we we've turned in, this into a quasi video game podcast as well because we talk about it every week. Sure, so far we, we do talk about games pretty much every <laughs> week. But uh, to be fair, it is what we're doing pretty much every week. Yes, yes. Uh, so I, I bring up the time sync issues again because one of the problems I have here in Hawaii has always been I like to play video games with people I know, and the the issue again is I get home from work at four thirty and. That's the time that people want to play games because it's 7.30 in California usually or, or later. And I'm like, I just got home. I have to spend time with family. But by the time I'm ready at like 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, everyone is asleep that I want to play video games with, including you, Travis. That's relatively true. Unless like it's a situation right now where I could be playing video games at 1 a.m. <laughs> but instead... True. I'm recording a podcast with you. True, true that. So when I moved to Florida and I'm actually ahead of everybody, I'm a I'm a night flower. Is that a thing? I'm a night flower. Night owl. Night owl. Night owl. Night, night flower. Night rider. I'm a night rider. And I like I stay up late. And I think it'll be easier in that, in that case to play games. Absolutely. Yeah. Like we're, StarCraft. We're gonna get we're gonna get some serious gaming sessions. <laughs> going we'll we'll stream them all on mixer or whatever yeah. <laughs> i don't know have we touched it since we talked about that on the last podcast no we, we we tested that out that one time i don't know if we talked about testing it out eventually did we te- did we talk about actually testing it out i don't know but no. we did we tested it out we got it to work if we didn't talk about it i want to say that if you're streaming from the xbox the lag is next to nothing it is it is like a fraction of a second. That's how much the lag is. And if you've ever like watched Twitch, uh, you'll notice that like the lag is maybe like five, 10 seconds. If you're streaming from the Xbox, it's next to nothing. It's I was, I was almost playing, I was playing rocket league on my Xbox, but I was watching it on my computer cause I was streaming it. And wow, like, that is, that is impressive, especially with how twitchy, uh, rocket league can be. <laughs> Twitch. Yeah, <you> should... <laughs> yeah, that... That's how late it is for me, Brandon. I didn't even <laughs> put that connection in my head. Uh, uh, but yeah, so I mean, I think, you know, I I should probably be streaming a lot more, especially since I got my uh, gaming PC all set up. I've 
been gaming a lot, uh, probably more than I should. Um, so I think, you know, I could be sharing that gaming time with, with folks. I don't know if anybody wants to watch us play games or not. Um, but you know, I'm willing to put it out there. It's, and, and honestly, you talked about gaming with friends and that's one of the things that I've been doing, um, a lot this last week and a half is, uh, is, is playing games with other people. Um, specifically Overwatch, Overwatch had their, they're actually in the middle of their one year anniversary event right now. Overwatch was, uh, I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's a surprising success, but it has been a very successful game for Blizzard. Um, and it continues to grow. And it, one of the things about it is I enjoy first person shooters, but I'm not the best at first person shooters Yeah, because a lot of them require you to be very, you know, kind of twitchy and, and be able to aim really well. And, and there's, I have, I have a cap with those where I can, I'm pretty good for a while, but then when you get into advanced levels of the games and things like that, I just, I, I quickly drop off and it can no longer be competitive. And with Overwatch, it's one of those games where you can pick a hero that doesn't rely on aiming, or you can pick a support character, and so then you're healing the rest of your team, or you're you're sending out you know electric electricity that hits four people at at, at once, and and you don't have to aim. And I'm like, cool, I can I can still do this. Um, but the team aspect of it, and building a team that works together, um, and now having people at work that were like purposefully building teams where people are like, I'm really good with this character. You're yeah. really good with this character. Let's maybe try some competitive matches. Let's see if we can actually build a team that could play well together. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm really enjoying that aspect of it. So yeah, I don't know. I've played a ton of overwatch lately <laughs> that and I've been hoarding so many loot boxes between uh, the actual anniversary event yeah. and the fact that they're doing like double XP. It's just, so much loot yeah tons and tons of loot i i I do i do like overwatch i'm glad you actually made me get the game on xbox because i I do like it but again man it goes back to again the time sync issues where everybody i want to play the game with they're in a time zone that's not convenient for either of us Um, right yeah uh, and then and then for you you're you you bought it again for the pc you you know legit I did and I didn't know if I was gonna do that like I didn't I didn't do it right away when I built the PC because I'm like you know what I have it for console and you know I I love the game on there and I was already a significant level and I played like an, a competitive season and I was just like you know what I, maybe I'll just play Overwatch on console and then I'll play other games on PC and there was only so long before I was like you know what a lot of the people that are really serious about playing overwatch, they play on PC and they make the move. And I, you know, I was just like, you know, I'm going to try it on PC. I'm going to play it on there. And that was just for me. I was like, you know, that's, I I've touched it a couple times on Xbox, but realistically, uh, PCs kind of where, and, and honestly, it's not like I have any illusions of being a competitive overwatch player and like, playing on a, on a sponsored team or getting into competitions, but it's, it's, that's where that exists. Yeah. Like that exists in the PC realm of the game. Uh, so to kind of be in that, you're sort of in the sport more and you kind of understand it more. And, and really, if you talk about esports, like uh, there's a big push by Blizzard and the Overwatch team to make Overwatch a featured esport. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and with the, they're building the Overwatch League uh, globally, but the fact that they're like trying to push for regional teams in the United States and have it be some more of a spectator sport. There, um, there, there I don't was, know. It's just I got into it. There was a thing I read, a little bit of a controversy as far as the the Overwatch teams esports in North America, where they're asking for an, an exorbitant amount of money for teams to uh, to found themselves, I guess, like hmm. to to yeah. start out like m- many millions of dollars in order to start a like a team that could be part of this the esport. Um, and and I thought I thought that was one interesting that uh, how big this has gotten under the noses of everybody a lot of a lot, a lot of folks who are traditional sports fans who were like oh god roll their eyes at the idea of an esports um but how under kind of the radar a lot of this business aspect of esports is is growing um and i think when you talk about multi-million dollar teams like you you take any professional sports team in the united states now be it you know baseball basketball obviously football uh they generate in a a huge amount of revenue uh through sponsorship deals and things like that and also just selling tickets and stuff like that like professional sports in the united states is a billion dollar industry so or trillions or whatever much it is uh, some some alien. <laughs> they, they have all of the money, right? And so I think when you talk about the controversy of the teams asking for millions of dollars for buy-in, like if if you got into basketball when it was a new thing and they're like, hey, do you want to own an NBA team? Uh, it's going to cost you this much money, but you're going to own the team. And now how much those teams go for uh like if 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 an owner wants to sell their team uh yeah. you know i'm not i'm not going to say that overwatch and the overwatch league is going to get to that level as 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 traditional sports in a sense but there is a legitimate following for it and blizzard is definitely going to push to kind of get non-competitive gamers to maybe appreciate the sport a little bit more even if people don't play it they're really going to try and bridge that gap of getting people interested in games yeah. uh, just as a spectator. And, and, I, and I don't disagree that, you know, getting in the ground level of, of this as a, an entrepreneur, whatever, to, to spend this money on, on a new team, right? But, you know, basketball, baseball, all these, these sports, they started off at the, the base game. They had the base game, but the construct of how seasons go and how they go to playoffs or they go to the world series or the finals or the super bowl. These are, these are constructs that are, that have been made up. Right. And you know, I, I didn't really think we were going to like get this deep into esports <laughs> and, and like overwatch and stuff like that. But like, yes, those are, uh, those are existing constructs. Like those are things like the, the idea of, a a season and stuff like that. Like, like that's like, it, it's, it's, it's up to like the commissioner or whatever to determine what those seasons look like and, and how many teams are in a league. Right. Like, like the, the base game is there, but you know, I may say, you know, at 13, 13 teams in a league, you might come in and be like, you know, what, actually I think we need to have like 70 teams in a league. Uh, right. And so they're arbitrarily, you know, saying like, okay, we need this much money to set up a team. And, and so I think that's where the controversy lies is, you know, you're there compared to other esports out there. 
Overwatch is asking for a sh- a crap load of money. Sorry, I, we're on a different <laughs> show now. I'm trying not to. Wrong show, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and you're not wrong. You're absolutely not wrong. But I think Blizzard has, uh, they've they've been very cognizant of where the bulk of the players are for this game, uh, where where the most interest is in a professional esports league. Um, and, and they're, they're not, uh, they're not just going into this haphazardly. I, I think that the fact that they've, they're building, they've done the announcement, they're building the preseason now where they're basically pulling from a talent pool that is gamers. Now, if you, if you play overwatch, you're, you are, uh, in the talent pool for, for one of these leagues. Uh, based on their competitive seasons. So if you play competitive Overwatch and you are Grandmaster level or top top 500 or whatever, like there's a possibility that you could be contacted by one of these teams to be like, "Hey, we need we need that Hanzo main, yo." Like we uh nobody's going to contact you if you're Hanzo main. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you know, it's uh and then they're going to have an inaugural season and they're going to, you know, try to see how this is going to go and, and build up to an eventual championship and hopefully they're successful. Maybe they need to tweak certain things, but yeah. uh, I'm interested, I'm interested to see if this is really the first opportunity for esports to kind of bridge the gap between sort of that, that niche and being something that's a little bit more mainstream. I don't know. We'll see. You, you, but either way, I'm I'll I'll watch it. <laughs> there, there, there's part of me that thinks that you know maybe maybe EA with FIFA and Madden maybe eventually they can be closer to that niche than than like Overwatch is or you know you or- know and but that's that's the thing is like I I think watching people play football like on on Madden versus watching the NFL, like people are emulating what NFL players are actually doing. Mm-hmm. So so for me, I think watching that, nobody's ever going to be like, yeah, that's awesome when you could actually watch professional athletes do it for real. Like there's n- there aren't, you know, uh, giant gorillas and like, you know, I don't know, all the crazy <laughs> Overwatch characters. It's way too late for me now to, to eloquently... Uh, roll them off but you're not going to see them battling and, and shooting each other like in real life like the only way to appreciate it is to see the people that are actually playing the game and because of the fact that that overwatch is such a, a team-centered game and you really do have to play as a team and strategize as a team to work together i think that's where you can look at an overwatch tournament and say oh this team is doing things uh, well together and they're playing well as a team. Yeah. Uh, you know, the NBA championships are going on right now and you, you watch these teams play and if they're playing well together, you you can identify that. You yeah. know, if you understand the game of basketball, you can say, you know what? The Golden State Warriors are kicking butt right now. Yeah. Cleveland doesn't stand a chance. Kevin Durant. Game. You know, hitting, <laughs> uh, hitting not it. Not at all. <laughs> Hit, hitting them trees. No, uh, but yeah, so it's i don't know i i watching competitive overwatch was the first time legitimately where i watched any esports and went oh i could i could genuinely watch this yeah i could sit down and watch this for a little bit yeah yeah and and we've and we've talked about it before with me going out actually to the league of legends world 
World Championship out in Seoul and uh, sitting in a, a hotel room in Korea watching StarCraft players play on the TV, right? As as part of the TV channel, <laughs> yeah. right? And, and just, uh, you know, like, like for me, I know how that game works. I know how those games work. And it's interesting to me to watch people who actually know what they're doing do it really well. Um, which which actually brings me to StarCraft because we we both reinstalled it and I've been playing StarCraft. <laughs> yeah. And and you 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 played it. I I, I think hesitantly. And you did it. Yeah, Thank you know, you so, so much. here's the thing. You know, <laughs> I I I you have to know your limits as an individual and I am not particularly good at real-time strategy games. I I buy them, I play them. We talked about Cosmic Trip last or 2 weeks ago on this podcast as as the VR game that I was really into and I I still enjoy playing it. Um but I think it takes me a little bit longer to become decent even at those games. Um and and really it's just not something I'm I'm super great at so then I I guess I don't focus on yeah. it as much. Like small doses. Small doses of, of sure. fun. Sure. Uh we 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 played a match the other day and like I'm not I'm not great at the game. I'm not the best at the game, but I don't I don't suck. And and I was building up my not guys. Not like me. Not like <laughs> I me. Was, I was building up my guys and like all these these big spaceships, right? And I set them outside of your, the entrance to your base. And I built enough of them to where like no matter what enemy came at us, I could defend against. And I was just I waited for so long for you to like you build your guys. And I Chelsea accuses me of being bossy whenever I'm playing games with people where I'm where she's like, You you're you're telling them how to play the game. And I was I was doing I felt so bad because I felt like I was being bossy towards you, where I was like, You should put your troops at this entrance or you should build more marines so you don't get attacked. So I I want to apologize. Yeah, and but but I I appreciate the apology. However, at no point did I feel offended because the last time I played StarCraft Two was whenever it came out, and I can't. I know that that was a long time ago. So, I mean, I played through some of the campaign, and the campaign is designed to slowly kind of build you up into an understanding of what what armies you have and what forces you can build and things like that and and resource management and everything right uh and we jumped right back into it like two years later four years or however many years later and i was like i don't even know what i have like (laughs) what does this building do so legit like half the time i spent like oh oh this oh this building builds flying stuff okay cool like let me let me build one of those and then oh what does it have oh i can upgrade it oh so (laughs) You know, and I'm like, oh yeah, I still have to build like marines and all this other crap. Oh, and I'm out of resources over here. Okay, and you're like, <laughs> uh, I'm done. I already cleared the map. Uh, literally, like just just give me the word. I'll go attack them and kill them all. <laughs> uh, anyways, so, yeah, you know that's great. Anyways, thank it's you for times, playing Brandon. the game with me <laughs> for for one minute before you uninstalled it. That uh, thank, thank it's still installed. It's still currently installed. <laughs> Uh, for five but minutes. only be only because I have ample hard drive space currently <laughs> and do not need that for anything else uh yeah yeah so but we played co-op on that and then 
getting into a little the, the the tiniest bit of E3 news because E3 did just kick off today. Yes. Uh we are recording this very late on Saturday. Uh some would say Sunday morning if if they were in my my case. And and <laughs> and I did want to segue when I brought up the EA Sports stuff. I wanted that to be the segue into actually talking about E3. But this no, gave us. I want to. I want to let you have it. I want to <laughs> let you have it. This. This gave me a chance to talk about StarCraft. Yeah, we. So E3 news. Uh, <laughs> E3 came out, and in EA Sports, right? Their it's their in the whole, game. Their whole thing. They. A uh, few things. <laughs> if you guys could see the disgust on Brandon's face when I said that, by the way, <laughs> it was it was pretty disgusting. There. I want to talk about this guy who introduced the new Need for Speed game. Okay. Which everyone is clamoring for. <laughs> everyone knows that's what the moneymaker is. Trav, have you seen have you seen this video of this this YouTube streamer introducing the new Need for Speed game? I missed it, unfortunately. Dude. Yeah. Oh my god. There people say people say this about uh being having stage presence and being in front of a lot of people. They say it's one thing to be a YouTube star, a YouTube streamer where you don't actually have people in front of you and then you can do some edits and whatever in the background, right? There, sure. It's one thing to, like us. to be on camera, right? And there's another thing to be up on stage in front of thousands of people. Hosting a Claremont panel or something like yes. that, right? I, I did I did decent with Claremont, right? You did fine. You did fine. Okay. All right. I was I wasn't the downfall of that that panel. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway, th- so this guy got up, I think his name's Jess Jesse Waller, maybe, but he's a YouTube personality. So he gets up and maybe I'll post this this video in the show notes. He gets up and he's like, Hey guys, you all know me. I'm Jesse Waller, YouTube streamer. And I'm here. Everybody that crowds for, with each other, like, do you, do you know him? For, do, do you know who that guy is? And and all these pauses, these these pauses are just like in the video. You, I'm here to talk about the yeah, Need for Speed. You know, I'm on YouTube, a streamer, and <laughs> dudes. Eventually, <laughs> and eventually, like he stumbles his way through it, and then he says, uh. You know, my buddy Marcus, you know, think uh, he's here. He's a producer of Need for Speed. You know, come on up. And then Marcus comes up on stage and then he he goes in for a handshake to this Marcus guy. He's like, thank you so much, Nick, for for having me here. So he introduces Marcus <laughs> and then he calls him Nick to his face. And oh, my God, dude, it is so the, the Germans Some have a word cr- for it. It's some cringeworthy it, videos from from shaman which is which is basically being embarrassed for somebody else's embarrassment it's so bad i feel uh, i feel for i'm sorry i'm sorry for that guy um <laughs> that's EA's yeah i don't know but but how was the need for speed game that's the real question nobody nobody cares <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh, I, like ea is almost trying to just capitalize on the whole fast and furious films like still being good yeah and i don't know i we played the last Need for Speed game, and that's yeah, right. I, it was okay, but it wasn't. I don't think I ran out and purchased it. I think I played it for free on a demo or something. <laughs> yeah, for like for like a weekend. It was it was yeah, pretty good for exactly. that weekend. Uh, but but e- EA did announce one game that we are excited about. Uh, we talked about co op um, and and playing 
games with each other. And this is a game that I think we could have a lot of fun, possibly stream it um, if for folks that don't get a chance to play. Uh, but that is the game called A Way Out, uh, which is essentially, it's you. I think you have to play it as co-op. Yeah. Um, and I think it's intended to be played sort of with your buddy on the couch next to you. You can play over the internet or online multiplayer, but like the split screen aspect is that I think actually kind of plays into the game a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and you play as two prison inmates who look to find a way to get out of the prison and escape. And then there, I think is even a little bit of like, uh, when you're fugitive after the fact and sort of still having to, uh, escape from the cops that are chasing after you and stuff it, like it's that. It's basically the shortened series of Prison Break is the, this game. Sure. Uh, co-op. Right. Co-op. I, you know, I, so my son and I, we were playing the Disney Afternoon Collection, and Chippendale's Rescue Rangers 1 and 2 is on, is on there. And the, the cool thing about that game, and this is the same for a lot of NES games back in the day, there was two-player playing where you like Contra where two players can be on the same screen and they'd be playing. And what I was saying a couple days ago was there, there aren't a lot of games anymore on the Xbox or the PS4 where there are two people in the same room on the couch that can play the same game together anymore. And so one of the things that I'm looking forward to with this game is I know you and I are not on the same couch, but there's that there's that aspect of you're both playing through a narrative together an entire game and it's not uh you know it, it's there's there's it's not just rock band where you're like playing instruments you're actually in a game yeah it's it's not like an iterative you know even just like the overwatch or, or any of, the, of those games where you're just playing round after round yeah and, yeah there's there's no beginning or end necessarily. It's just how long do we want to play the same thing over and over again, uh, and and the replay value of that game is what kind of determines how long you really want to do that with Rock Band, however many songs you can handle, you know that kind of stuff. But with with this game, it is a story, and and I I think uh, the one comment I made to you when you 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 had showed it to me is it it feels like maybe the game is a little bit on rails uh, a little linear in what is possible i think um and maybe that's just the way that the trailer is cut i i don't think it doesn't seem like an open world game per se yeah um but it also doesn't seem maybe quite as limited as like a telltale game where you i where you're just like hit the a at the right time as you watch this movie right like um if, if it, hopefully there's a little bit more gameplay aspect to it and, and more and more so than just an interactive story or movie that you're watching. And, and the, the developer behind this game is the, the person or the, the company that did uh tale of two brothers, I think, which is, is kind of like a, uh, co-op game, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, but, uh, so it's, you know, it's, you, you said it's on rails. Um, but you can think of like these these good single player games where there's just you know it's it's not open world. Uh, Last of Us is one, maybe um, the Uncharted series, Tomb Raider. You know these. Yeah, the new Tomb Raiders are these are a pretty good example, I think. Yeah, where where they they tell a story and yeah they're linear, but it's linear because that's the way it it needs to be. Where you're not going to get yeah, sidetracked right. with let me do all these side quests. 
Um, right. Uh, so I, you know, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm, I'm looking forward to if we get it, you know, streaming it together. Uh, yeah. The, speaking of streaming together, the last thing from e, EA was Battlefront Two. They showed some stuff from Battlefront Two. Hey, Darth Maul action. Darth Maul, some Ray action. Uh, the gameplay. I mean, it looks it looks very similar. I think the biggest thing was DLC is going to be free, and they're they're going away from the the pickup system from Battlefront One, where like there's just a bunch of pickups on the the battlefield. So if you wanted to be like the Millennium Falcon, you'd have to like find the pickup for it. Or if you wanted to be Darth Maul or uh, Darth Vader, you'd have to find the pickup for it, etc. This this one now is. Like as you're playing the game, as you're shooting people, you're you're getting battle points, and then when you die, the next time you respawn, you can spend these battle points on becoming whether a character or maybe like a tank or or maybe a vehicle, X-wing things like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm glad to see that. I'm glad to see that change. And then uh, there's also a gameplay video for Battlefront Two, where you know, in Battlefront, one of my critiques was. If you were like Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader, you were just like you just run just run the field and you you like seemingly damn invincible. Uh, watching some of the gameplay video with Darth Maul and Rey running around, they were not as squishy, but still pretty squishy when it came to uh, running across the field. So I'll be glad. To yeah. See well, that. and then I think space battles are back. Yes. And uh, single-player campaign, I think, is confirmed for this one as well. So yep. uh, a lot a lot of response to criticism of the original, not the original, but the the new iteration of Battlefront, and uh, it's, good, it's good to see. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't cost $123 to get the full game. I mean, DLC is free, but uh, for how long? How long, Brandon? How long? <laughs> it's, it's EA. It's, it's in the game. The cost is it, in the game. Is. The cost is in the game. <laughs> uh, I saw I saw a great photo the other day for I think it's the new uh, it's the new D- Injustice game. I think it was. Yep. Uh, where like how much it cost to buy the base game, but if you actually bought all of the characters and skins and everything, that the cost for the game is like 170 bucks or something ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I I don't love the DLC format of stuff. I. I don't know. It's Overwatch does it, right? Overwatch makes has loot boxes you can buy, but everything is purely cosmetic. Yeah. So if you if you make a game, make the game playing-wise like complete for whatever you're going to sell it for, and then if you want me to buy extra stuff, make me buy that because it looks cool or something. Like don't don't sell me the game piecemeal, you know, like just sell me the whole game. If if the whole game costs $75 like sell it up front for 75 bucks like if the game is worth that cost then you know I'll spend it but if it's not you know let's be let's be realistic I, I probably won't spend the money on it. <laughs> uh, ab- absolutely agree yeah DLC just it, and it just it just gets so expensive after, after time so uh, I'm, I'm not a huge uh, fan sporadically I'll, I'll buy something yeah so I I don't know did we continue doing E3 awards uh last year as well because i know we did that the first year of the podcast um i don't think we'll be able to get to official e3 awards no this time especially because 
of the timing and we're not doing the show weekly anymore. You, you, uh, you know, you know, yeah. you, you know what, from last year, there's one game that I remember from last year when we did it that I'm still waiting for. And we talked about I it. Want, I want to know if it's the same game I'm waiting for. Is it, is it, uh, I can't remember what it, what's called, but teacup head or yeah. Cuphead or cuphead, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the absolutely. One? Yeah. That's the game. I like still want to see so badly. Yes. Oh my God. God, we're on a, such the darn same page. <laughs> Like I I looked it up uh, recently and they're like yeah second quarter 2017 well dude we we're done with the second quarter 2017 so if it doesn't come out I'm I don't know what the deal is yeah I don't know it looked great it looked like that old timey animation style and I don't know I I'm I'm still eager it will it will get me to crack open my Xbox or yeah. or I will get it on this this here gaming PC but. Uh, excited to give that that game a shot. Yeah. A um, couple other things. Let's let's get away from gaming uh, here for a minute because we we do ha- we have seen some movies recently. Yeah. Uh, and sort of the the biggest movie to come out in the last couple weeks uh, is of course Wonder Woman, which both of us got a chance to see. Brandon. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts. Your thoughts on this this next uh, presentation from DC Comics or D- the DCU. I feel like we should spend a lot of time on this movie, but it is also past one o'clock in the morning for you. So I will, I will, I will summarize it thusly. This is the movie, and we've talked about this in a previous podcast, where maybe this is the movie to save the DC cinematic universe. I would say that this movie does that. It is the best DC movie that there is, hand hands down. And at least, at least in the current DCU, yeah. I mean, like, let's not get back into uh, like the older uh, Batman movies, the Dark Knight movies, things yeah. like that. I, I still don't know if it competes with the Dark Knight movies. No, no, no. Uh, also, want to shout out uh, Adam West. Uh, we found out today he passed. Uh, he was my original Batman. Uh, I was, I was legitimately upset to hear that today. Yeah. Uh, Sharker so Bell. our thoughts, our thoughts go out to uh, the West family. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, this in in terms of DCU, we, like, we're we're talking Man was, of Steel. Uh, we're talking Batman versus Superman, Suicide Squad, Suicide Oscar, Squad, Oscar Oscar winning Suicide Squad. Yeah, like you, you it's the, 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 can only be referred. It can only <laughs> be referred to as Oscar winning Suicide. The, Squad. Those are the ones. Yeah, like so. Wonder Woman is now part of that, and Wonder Woman is by far. The, the best of all of them. And what makes it more impressive to me, not, not impressive because that, that belittles, I think that the point Patty Jenkins directed it and it's, it's a movie that is such a good role model for young women, young girls. Sure. Right. Absolutely. Like beyond brave and beyond, uh, frozen, like this is the movie that you should take your your daughters to. Sure. In in, in my mind, um, I don't have a daughter, so that will never actually apply. I I can take my daughters plural to to go see it. You could. You I, should both. I don't I don't know how well my five year old do, but I <laughs> I mean at some point she'll see this movie. Uh, honestly, we talk about sort of how it stands alone in the DCU. One one of the things to me that really stands out is they weren't forcing uh sort of multi-character let's get 
as many characters as we can in one. Let's get Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman in this movie. Let's let's instead just focus on Wonder Woman. Let's focus on her origin story. Let's figure out where she came from. Uh, and yeah, like if you read the comics and you're really into DC Comics, like you know that story. But that's also true for all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe characters until you see the movie. Like, like we are establishing who these characters are within the confines of the DCU. So, you know, I, I've talked to a few people, especially some some big comic book fans, who had slight issues with sort of how they developed Diana and her character and, and, and some of the rules that they put on, on Wonder Woman in the film. But I'm like, for me, I'm like, that's who she is for this DCU. Like, that's that's how she exists. Like, that's if you if you handed the comic to a new writer or new illustrator, like they're gonna they're gonna change certain things, but like that's their adaptation of the character. So I I feel like uh, I'm fine with that, and I, I just like that we got to see a movie that took the time to concentrate on a particular character, and uh, and do that. So yeah, 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 I absolutely agree. I it was just just good movie all around, and again, yeah, congratulations absolutely. to uh, Patty Jenkins for symbolically being like female empowerment being the woman to save the DC universe in my opinion. Yeah. And now hope, hope, hopefully justice league can hold up and, uh, they got, uh, what's his name? Uh, Joss Whedon to, to step in. Uh, unfortunately Zack Snyder had to step away from the film, uh, for personal reasons, but Joss Whedon to me was one of the, reasons the the marvel cinematic universe is as great as it is so uh hopefully he can bring some of that uh personality uh over to the dc (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. uh all right well cool well hey guys uh do us a favor let us know what you think of wonder woman if you if you've seen it uh tell us what you thought of ea uh, any of that stuff or um you know, any of the Overwatch, the esports. Any, any, yeah, Overwatch, yeah, yeah. you can tell us, any of that stuff. Uh, let us know. Hit us up on social media. Uh, you know, we, we covered all that stuff before. Over on the website, apatheticenthusiasm.com has links to everything for that. Also, if you're enjoying this podcast, maybe check out Interdimensional RSS or submit for your approval or just let us know what you think of this podcast over on iTunes. Uh, give us a five-star review. Until two weeks from now, unless we take a longer break. Yeah. Uh, I, I am Travis. I am Brandon. Thanks so much for listening. Okay. Bye. Goodbye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.